welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, I am once again joined by Sarah Rue. Sarah is the Emergency Manager for James City County. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, Renee. Very excited to be here again. Always good to have you. And you are now the second guest that is back in the studio. Oh, I'm the second? The second. Oh, that's a huge privilege. It is. Studio slash office. Studio slash office. I must say, I did miss doing these things in person, to be quite honest. Me too. It was fun doing them virtually, but... It's nice to get a good excuse to come see people. I so, agree. Good to see you and the rest of the people over in the building. Good so to it's see lovely. you. Yeah. Oh, well, and then since you're sitting here, you yes. can look to your right. Yes. Under that chair. Yes. You will find oh. my emergency kit. Very lovely. I love that. Great Thank idea. You. Thank Glad you. Glad to see that you have one right here in the office. So you're right. prepared. I can grab it and go grab if I go. have to. Yep, absolutely. Great idea. We also have one in a car. Ooh. Ooh, we are all prepared because... And we will be talking about that later. Very good. <laughs> well, since you're here, yes. it while the weather has not been very wintry... No, not yet. We are actually in winter weather preparedness time. And in fact, today that we're recording this is the last day of hurricane season. Woo! Ooh. So excited. Made it through another one without a massive, huge mess. So I'm very excited. Always a good year when you can avoid a hurricane or, for that matter, a tropical storm, because those can sometimes be just as bad. 100% agree. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's just go ahead and I'm going to let you take it away. Winter Weather Preparedness. Yeah, so this week is Winter Weather Preparedness Week. It was something that the Virginia Department of Emergency Management and our National Weather Service have partnered on. So I don't know if the listeners have uh, are also part of the James City County Facebook page or other places, but I know you've been reposting Uh and retweeting stuff Mm -hmm. from them. So they always have a nice helpful hint for the day. As I think several people might know, I'm from way north. Yes, you are. I'm from way north. So my idea of winter weather is slightly different than what we have down here. So originally from Minnesota, two hours south of the Canadian border. Mm -hmm. So it was not abnormal for us to get a couple feet of snow. Whereas down here, a couple of inches could seriously do us in because we do not have the snow plows and other sort of equipment. Now, don't get me wrong. VDOT does a great job on the roads. Absolutely. Um, You know, they are out there, but they can only do so much up until they have to wait for some snow to accumulate on the roads. So I think people forget that. Mm-hmm. They have to wait to have something to plow. They can't just, I mean, they could just plow the roads, but then that just ends up creating more potholes and stuff mm-hmm. and you don't get that much out of it. So, um, but they do a great job pre-treating with the brine and other things. And then also the plowing. For us, you know, even two inches of snow can cause huge problems around here. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go back to last year. I don't know how many people remember the huge debacle that occurred on I-95. So I always, and I hate to say this, I was one of those people. I'm like, well, I don't have a winter weather kit in my car because quite honestly, it's Virginia and Mm -hmm. there is an exit every When you're in the metropolitan areas, and I consider us, you know, suburban metropolitan Mm -hmm. area, you know, you don't have to go that far in between interstate exits or a turnoff on... 199 mm-hmm. or five or something there's there's always a turnoff like close by so you can turn around or go to a restaurant or a hotel or something so i really never thought of 
putting a winter weather kit in my car until last year during the I-95 thing. Mm -hmm. And and for those that might not remember it, there was this snowstorm that came about rather suddenly. And and you're like, how could a snowstorm be sudden? Well, (laughs) (laughs) uh, they knew they were going to get snow. It was just a problem of how much snow they were going to get, how quickly, and for how long. Right. Um, and VDOT was not able to do their normal pre-treat because it was raining beforehand. So um, that's, you know, something else for the listeners to know is that in order for it to, in order for the brine solution to really work, you really need a dry road. So um, they can put the brine solution down, but if it's raining, it's probably just going to get washed away anyway. There were a lot of cars that got stuck on I-95. Um, it started with, you know, some tractor trailers having some accidents or not being able to get up hills was another huge problem because mm-hmm. it was icy and the tractor trailers couldn't get up the hills. And anyway, um, it ended up being a, I think it was like a two-day thing. It was definitely a one-and-a-half-day thing for sure. And you had senators tweeting that they were stuck in their car and they couldn't yep. get off. And, you know, I mean, it, it was a hot mess. And you, you also saw the kindness in people because, mm-hmm. you know, several of the truckers or other people that had, you know, food in their car because they had just gotten groceries or they were going someplace and were taking a long trip so they had a little extra, you know, they would share with people because um, everybody was stuck and people were running out of gas and... Just a a whole hot mess. Even though that was a metropolitan area, it still would have been a smart idea for people to have some sort of winter preparedness or in general preparedness kit in your car. A warm blanket, Mm -hmm. hand warmers or feet warmers don't take up much space. Those are really good. Other things that you can include, jumper cables are always good. Uh, now they come, they've come out with these um, cool little battery packs that already have the jumper cables. So like, right. you don't have to find the random nice stranger to go, hey, can I hook up my car, you know, the jumper cables to your car so that my car can get going? Um, they have the battery packs that have the jumper cables attached so that the battery, you know, jumps the car. Right. So um, that's always good. Flashlight. Mm-hmm. Warm clothes and blankets, bottled water, and non-perishable snacks. A lot of people carry chargers, like their cell phone chargers, with them anyway. But if you have an extra, um, stick that in your car. Kitty litter or sand. Mm -hmm. First of all, the kitty litter and the sand weighs down the back of your car, so that'll help with extra traction. But if for some reason you've run off the road and uh, it's snowing, you can put that down for extra traction to get the car out of the area or out of the hole that you're stuck Mm -hmm. in. When I was growing up, my dad put a small, tiny little shovel in the back of my car in the winter. (laughs) Just in case. Just in case. And keep the gas tank full. Yes. Um, I know, again, that's hard, you know, in the economy to do that. Um, I've always... Growing up again in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. I never went anywhere without a half, at least a half a tank of gas because you never knew what was going to happen between here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I definitely take it, uh, take um, advantage of it now or take it for granted that, oh, there's a gas station down the road or whatever, right. you know, right. um, and I do run it a little lower than normal now. I might do a quarter of a tank, but um, <laughs> but it's it's good to have, you know, at least they say a full tank. I think that's probably pushing it, but like um, 
at least a half a tank of gas. So then if you do get stuck in some situation and you can't move for a while, you know, you can't get off the interstate or the major road or whatever, um, you have that little bit of extra gas uh, to keep the car warm. And another fun fact, it's not mentioned in any of the stuff here, but just growing up in the middle of nowhere, um, uh, I know if if that happens to you, you want to make sure that you like, turn the car on for 15 minutes, but then like keep it off for like 30 or however long you can go without um, getting too cold. Right. Because you don't want to run it the whole time because then you waste all the, you, not waste the gas. Right. Because you know you're getting heat from it, but you don't know how long you're going to be stuck there. So right. it's a turn the car on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off sort of thing. So. Um, well, and I know an experience that I had with that ice storm, mm-hmm. um, Christmas Eve ice storm, that we didn't have any gas in our cars. We were going to fill up the next day or whatever. Mm. And the power was out <gasps> all over the county. And you can't point. get gas if there's no power. That is a good so point. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Another good reason to keep those yeah. tanks that as full ice- as you can. Winter, you know, it doesn't have to be snowing in order for it to be cold around here. Right. It can often be cold and we don't get the snow. Personally, if it's going to be cold, I'd rather have the snow, but <laughs> it just looks so pretty. It does look pretty. It does look pretty. But uh, with that, a couple things to keep in mind are frostbite. Frostbite is when skin or body tissue is damaged from freezing. It's most likely in common parts of the body that are furthest from your heart. So like fingers, toes, ears, and nose. It's when your hands, you know, maybe you're not wearing gloves outside and you're like, I'll just go brush the car off really quick or something. And you didn't wear your gloves. Your hands get red and kind of tingly. Well, mm-hmm. that's like the first sign of frostbite that they're getting probably a little too cold. Um, if you get to the point where your skin turns black, then that's a really bad problem. And that is definitely frostbite hypothermia and obviously with all of these things you know if it gets to that point seek medical attention right um you know if you end up having the black effects of uh a frostbite the, the dark colored skin hypothermia is a, a sickness when your body temperature drops below what is needed to be healthy and work properly it is the opposite of heat stroke so we talk a lot about you know heat and don't overexert yourself mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. summer um, hypothermia, you want to keep yourself warm. You know, we're kind of finicky. We don't like it too hot. We don't like it too cold. <laughs> That's why, you know, the blankets, the hand warmers and things in the car, or, you know, also in your house, what's your backup in case the power goes out mm-hmm. or the gas goes out? If you happen to have, if your heating system happens to be hooked to gas, do you have a, I'm going to push again, a generator? <laughs> <Do> you- <laughs> always, always. <laughs> do you yep. have a generator? I mean, there's so many useful purposes for the. Right. Or, you know, making sure you have extra firewood if you have a fireplace, just things to to keep you warm. Also, drink water. You want to make sure that you have a lot of water in the body to help with the way the body functions. Right, right. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, my grandma or grandpa or whoever in our family, we always would drink hot toddies or we would have a sip of whiskey and that'll warm you right up. Right. Well, yeah, you feel warmer, except for the fact that that is really masking the actual coldness. Sure. So you can still get frostbite even though you feel warm. You just can't feel the cold. Like your skin yeah, is right. still having issues. Well, a glass of wine or something else might be nice. 
the solution to heat slash warming is is not drinking alcohol. That's right. not that's not going to help because it's just going to mask the mask the real problem. Absolutely. I'm going to go over some different types of winter precip because we do get a lot of winter precip around here. The normal one that most people have heard of and think of, which is the fun one, it's the you get to go make snow angels and all sorts of things and build a snowman is snow, just regular snow. Right. When snow falls, it's precip falling from the sky that's not freezing, but it's just precip falling from the sky that freezes but isn't frozen. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, snowflakes never melt all as they come down. They're just pretty and they're cold and they just fall all the way through the atmosphere. So sleet, on the other hand, um, droplets freeze and form ice before they reach the surface. So like the snow starts, we have pretty snow way, way, way up by the clouds. Right. And then there's a warm layer somewhere in there. Okay. So then they melt. Okay. Well, then it's cold again by the ground. So you don't see the pretty snowflake anymore, but it's that hard, you know, like the little ball sort of things Mm -hmm. that they're not, not big, not like hail. Kind of looks like snow, but it's a little harder. You can hear it. You can hear it. Yes. yes you can hear it. So um, so it starts to snow, warm layer of air, it melts, and then the droplets freeze and they form ice before reaching the surface. And you can hear them. Freezing rain. So freezing rain, again, starts as pretty snow way, way up in the clouds. Um, rain freezes on contact with the surface. So starts as pretty snow. Then we have a a really large section of warm air before it hits the ground. But the ground is cold. Okay. So it freezes when it hits the ground. Gotcha. So it's one of those things of like, how does black ice form? Why do we have, you know, signs on some of the bridges around here going, bridge will freeze before road. Right. Well, roads, you know, have ground underneath of them Mm -hmm. um so the ground does retain the soil does retain some heat sure so it keeps it a little bit warmer whereas a bridge has air flowing underneath of it and if it's cold air cold road rain uh hits road freezes okay not good not good now same thing could happen if you know the ground was really cold you know when we get into like a end of january february our ground is pretty cold by then but like right now you just kind of have to pay attention for like the bridges. Right. So that's right. freezing okay. rain. Gotcha. Freezing rain. Okay. And then we have just regular rain. So. Which we had a lot of. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Currently it's raining out it's, right it's now. It's raining right now. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Those are some of the winter precipitation uh, okay. that I just wanted to go over because it gets a little confusing. It's like, okay, what's the, what's the difference between a free freezing rain and sleet and snow and then. How do we get the mixture thing? Right. Because it, it's not abnormal to have snow and um, sleet at right. the same time as the temperature changes So uh, within a storm cycle. Uh, so that's something to think about. Good Hope. to know. Also, when I grew up, where I grew up, stuff was insulated. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Stuff, it didn't matter if you were a person, a house, or a car. Right. <laughs> stuff was insulated. Down here, um, I think 
homeowners and home builders have maybe gotten a little bit better over the years about this, but um, it's not abnormal. Even my neighbor last year, come to think of it, uh, her pipes froze in her house. Mm. So um, making sure that uh, one tip is if you know that your pipes are close to, um, you know, an exterior wall mm-hmm. or someplace where it would be much colder, you can open up um, the cabinet drawers underneath the sink to kind of get some airflow in there to hopefully heat, you know, keep it at a a decent temperature. Also, you can have the faucet drip a little bit. That helps um, a lot. If you want to take some time and invest some money, obviously insulating the pipes Mm -hmm. is definitely a very good move. Um, I've noticed in my house, I have these just random drafts. Okay. Okay. And because I am who I am, I have a little heat gun. <laughs> so I'm going around trying to figure out where that draft is sure. as I'm sitting watching my favorite holiday movie. Sure. And I'm like, why do I feel this cold coming? <laughs> now you know what I do in my free time. Well, sure. But yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, you find some, uh, you can caulk around windows. Mm-hmm. I've known people to put a plastic mm-hmm. covering the windows with the insulation tape and stuff to keep breezes from coming. Last year, I learned of um, rope caulking. Okay. So it's not like caulk like you squeeze out of a tube. Right. Like it already comes pre-done, so it's a rope. So it's oh. like putty. Neat. And you like stick it in places. Okay. That's my new favorite. Very good. Yeah. Weather stripping. Looking underneath the doors, you know, you can uh, attach if your door has a little crack underneath of it. There's the little sweeper things sure. that you can attach to it. Or if you want to be fancy, you know, they have the cute little like long snowman or long Santa that I've you can put those. in front of the doors yeah. mm-hmm. to keep the drafts out. Yeah. And not only does this help obviously keep your house warmer, but if you don't have as many leaks coming into your house, I know with the economy the way it is, I'm looking to save money. Sure. You know, so investing a little bit in a little bit of caulking or insulation or something should only help you with your heating bills later on. Right. Because your furnace isn't coming on as frequently. Sure. um, Because the heat's able to stay inside the house. Where should people go to stay informed? Same goes for every other sort of type of disaster. Renee's really good about putting out information, especially if we happen to have some closings or mm-hmm. late openings. Obviously, your local news channel is mm-hmm. excellent with keeping informed. And then also the National Weather Service is a great place to get information about emergency alerts. And then jccalert.org if people want to sign up for that. Or they can call our office and um, our wonderful planner, Michael, will definitely help them register if they want. And the phone number is 757-564-2140. I know we talked about cars, but if you know a storm's coming, just stay off the road. Right. Don't crowd the plows. It's much easier for VDOT to plow the roads if they're not dealing with stalled out cars, vacant cars, because mm-hmm. someone got frustrated, ran out of gas or whatever, so then they have to deal with a car that's just sitting there that they can't move or push it off to the shoulder or whatever. It's easier for them to do their job uh, of plowing the roads if people just stay home. Right. Good time to have a nice cup of hot chocolate. Personally, my favorite is the peppermint hot chocolate. (laughs) Yes. Candy cane hot chocolate. Very good. Highly suggest with some marshmallows. (laughs) So stay home. Great family bonding time. Go out, make some snowmen, do some snow angels, go sledding. We do Mm -hmm. have lots of lovely hills around here. So there are opportunities to go sledding. 
Um, just enjoy the winter weather and and stay off the roads if we, I'm not even going to say if, we know we're going to get snow. We always get at least one snow right. something of the year. Might only be two inches, which is perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. But we'll always get something. So be prepared for the snow this year. Make sure that you know um, the signs of hypothermia and frostbite and what you can do to alleviate those. Reminds me, when you go outside to shovel your snow, if you're the person that got assigned to shovel the snow for your household, <laughs> don't overexert yourself. Right. You absolutely. know, you think, um, oh, I could do this or I'm just going to, you know, 30 minutes. And if I just trudge through it, I, I can get it all done and I'll be done. Well, t- if you uh, haven't shoveled snow and it's really heavy snow or just snow in general, if you haven't shoveled snow for a while or used, you know, that upper body strength to shovel the snow, um, that is quite taxing. Absolutely. Um, so we always hear, unfortunately, of folks that have had heart attacks mm-hmm. or other sort of incidents due to shoveling snow. So also being careful about that. Check on your neighbors. Some people might not be able to get out to shovel their their driveways or sidewalks. Or, you know, if the power goes out, you know, might not have the same um, availability of a generator or other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just, just checking on each other the same way we've done for like the last two years, making sure if uh, anybody needs anything, if you can provide help, I'm sure it would be greatly appreciated. Also, for those that are running a generator, do not please run it in your garage. Right. <laughs> um, the whole carbon monoxide poisoning issue is, is still big, whether it is summer or winter. Make sure that you know how to properly operate your generator. And it's also a good time to have a carbon monoxide detector in your house. Mm-hmm. So I think that covers the vast... Oh, oh, fun thing. How to measure snow. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, you know, if we're going to get snow... You know, might as well know the proper way of measuring it. Noah suggests getting a yardstick. Okay. So I think we all have one of those. And a board of some sort. Okay. So, and then a flag. Okay. So if, I I don't honestly know if we need a flag around here, because I don't know if we'll get that much snow. (laughs) You don't think we're going to lose our yardstick? I don't think we're going to lose the yardstick (laughs) in the snow. But that's what they suggest. You okay. go, you, you put it out, you know, somewhere flat. You know, you don't want it under a tree. You don't want it too close to the house uh, where, where, you know, like a drift or something. I mean, you don't want it under a tree because it might not get as much snow there. Someplace nice and open in your yard. Okay. And then you mark it. Okay. And you wait for the snow to fall. All right. And then when it's done falling, you go out with the yardstick and you put the yardstick on the board. Oh, okay. So then that way it's a flat measurement. Sure. Sure. Um, rather than you could do it without the board, but you might end up how do you know you're not in a hole in your backyard? Right. You know? And right. then that would throw off your measurement. So um that's just something fun to do. Or at least I thought it would be fun yeah. to do. Yeah. Well, very good. That's about... Oh, oh, and on a side topic, it is that time of year again for Surrey calendars to come out. Okay. So yesterday we received our shipment from Dominion. So the emergency management office receives a a separate shipment other than what citizens receive. Okay. So we received ours. Okay. So they should be receiving theirs within the next couple of weeks. Okay. If you do not have one before the, the last week in December... Give us a call. Okay. We are more than happy to come and deliver you a new Surrey calendar. I also know several of the HOAs do call us for like their new homeowner packets. Okay, right. So if you're with an HOA, I have those now. I can give those to you now. 
I'm just cautioning, I do not have enough for the whole entire county. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we have to wait, you know, for the shipment to come directly to your house. Gotcha. Don't call right now because I don't have enough for the whole entire <laughs> county. But if you have not gotten yours within a reasonable amount of time, okay. please give us a call. We will be more than happy to give you a Surrey calendar. Phone number again is 757 uh, 757- Five six four two one four zero. Now, Sarah, I have a question. Do the calendars go out to every address in James City County or just the ones in the... Just the ones in the EPZ. So okay. the emergency planning zone. Gotcha. Yes. So, so that is a good point. Yeah. So if but, you live in Tawano, you right. may probably not get one. No, you probably won't get one. And if you live in Tawano and you still want a Surrey calendar, because I'm more than happy to give you a Surrey calendar, I think the information in there is very useful yes, for anybody to for know. sure. Give us a call. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if you're one of the ones that normally receive a calendar every year, we're asking you to wait a couple of yeah. weeks. Yeah. Because you will, should, <laughs> get one okay. in the mail. Okay. But if, uh, yeah, because we do have other folks that are outside of the EPZ or the emergency planning zone that um, do call and ask for them every year. So if you're one of those folks, feel free to give us a call now and, and we'll deliver one. Okay. Yeah. Now I have to ask, what is the theme of the calendar this year? Did you see it? It is, it is animals. Animals. It okay. is like outdoorsy animals. Okay. Very mm-hmm. good. Yep. All right. Well, Sarah, you have given us so much information. Thanks, Renee. I'm, uh, you know... I hate to say it, but this is kind of my thing, and I kind of enjoy all the research to figure out what might be interesting to folks that might be helpful. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, and what I'll plan to do is we're going to air this hopefully today mm-hmm. because we are in the middle of Winter Weather Awareness Week. Yeah, week. week. Mm-hmm. But as storms start coming up, as the winter goes on, I'll probably put this out again every once in Great. a while. So Excellent. just people can remind themselves of what they need to do. Yeah. Well, Sarah, thank you once again so much. I guess the next time I'll see you will be in the, well, hopefully the next time I see you, there yes. won't be any disasters or emergencies. I appreciate that. Yep, not a problem. <laughs> um, but for the podcast would yeah. be in the spring. Spring for tornado season. All right. It's always something. <laughs> it's always something. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Sarah. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and subscribe. That way you will be sure to never miss one of our episodes. Also, while you're online, go to jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to find all of our episodes as well as a form. You can complete the form, give us show ideas, comments, criticisms. We would love to hear from you. So once again, thank you so much. And we will talk with you next week.